Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. And welcome to Weisscast. I am your host, Aaron Weiss, along with the co-host. What up? It's your boy, Bryant. We're coming to you on a Friday. On a Friday. Live from our various places of residence. (laughs) Studio B. (laughs) I'm in Studio H. (laughs) Studio H, I'm in Studio B. We're live in live from New York. That's right. We're in Rockefeller Center. <laughs> Recording live. Recording you know live. It. Um I hope everyone's having a great week. It's uh it's been cyber week. I hope hope your bank accounts are okay. Um Brian, how are you doing? How's your how 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 are things? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It's been a good week. It's been a good week. It has. It really has. It's gone by quick. Seems like Christmas will be here before you know it, you know? Yeah, it's almost like Christmas is, you know, like 20, no, 19 days away. <sighs> Whoa. Is it 19 Dang. days? I don't know. Yeah. Ah, that's right. I think it's 19 days. I can math. I can, I can definitely math. Folks, you know you know the how the show goes. We're going to get into a joke real quick before we start the show. Um, and... I'm going to ask my phone a joke to tell me a joke and then it'll it'll tell me a joke. Tell me a joke. Okay, this one's a little bit punny. I admit I was wrong about how good my chiropractor is. I stand corrected. It's pretty good. Not going to lie. That was but again, with the pun warning, man, like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Can't, can't ask for much more, I guess. It's true. You can't. Let's jump right on into it. So this week, as you may or may not have known, is the 25th anniversary of PlayStation. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, I haven't owned all the PlayStation's um my brother had one had a playstation one when i was a kid and then i think he got a playstation 2 at some point but i never had a playstation 2 um we both had playstation 3s and i i have a playstation 4 um some of my favorite memories from playstation were, were revolved around Spyro and Crash, as I'm sure many people's memories are, have, have, are, was, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but people have memories with those characters. And, um, I, I just remember there is this, this sequence in Crash where you're on the, uh, Great Wall of China for some reason. And, um, I just I remember it being kind of a difficult level for for me, and I didn't end up beating it, but I think I lost my save file or something, and I was really sad. Um, but I, I I've spent 
the majority of my time with PlayStation with PlayStation 3. And a lot of people say that that's the worst PlayStation, and I guess it kind of is, but without PlayStation, Blu-ray would not have won the Format Wars. And um, I honestly think that there are some really great games that came out on PlayStation. Without PlayStation 3, we wouldn't have the Uncharted series. We wouldn't have The Last of Us. Um, What other series would we not have? Infamous? (laughs) Do people like Infamous? I like Infamous. Infamous. Yeah. Um, I, I I loved my PlayStation 3, and I'm actually really sad that I traded it in to get my Xbox, even though I love my Xbox. Um, but, Bryant, what, uh, did you own any PlayStation, or have you always been Xbox? Yeah, I bounced around for a while. The, uh, the, first, the first PlayStation system that I owned was a PS1. Mm-hmm. that's a good place to start yeah good place to start <laughs> PS1 then the next Playstation system that I owned after that was a Playstation 4 oh okay yeah so I don't have I didn't even know that it was a 25th anniversary of Playstation um, but I do remember playing a lot of really good Playstation games unfortunately I, I didn't get to play games like uncharted i didn't get to play the original last of us when they came out on ps3 i was i had to play them later mm-hmm. and i played them on ps4 um yeah i like playstation has done so many great things given us so many great series mm-hmm. uh, even even now with playstation 4 we have um you may, i think there's another game that came out on playstation 3 uh, journey Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. one of the most gorgeous games I've ever played. Like, and I was so happy to know that I could play it whenever um, it came out on PlayStation Four. They, give, I mean, they've given us so many great games, and PlayStation they they go all out for kind of their exclusives. They do such a good job with those. I think, and the fact that it kind of gets under the skin of people who are typically Xbox fans, or they dabble in microsoft sundries mm-hmm. they i think it means that playstation is doing a really good job i mean just with playstation 4 at least you know we've gotten gotten spider-man from insomniac which we're definitely going to be getting more of those oh yeah when um persona 5 was huge on playstation 4 as well um god of war needs no introduction nor explanation of how yeah. quality that game is we talked a lot about it last week yeah and so yeah playstation they do a very good job at at um making at making games um and i i hope that they continue to kind of keep up this level of quality that they've had over the years i think they should um and i feel I feel like we needed to acknowledge the 25th anniversary of PlayStation, but seeing as how like neither of us are definitely like authorities, yeah. I put authorities in quotations on PlayStation. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to acknowledge it because um, they, they really did from humble beginnings as they were tasked. Sony was tasked to make an add on for this uh, super Nintendo 
and then they kind of stabbed him in the back. Um, Nintendo stabbed Sony in the back. Um, and then Sony was like, hey, we don't need to make an add-on. We can make a we can make a legit console of our own. And then that's when the um, console wars took a turn. Um, that was kind of at the beginning of the end of Sega and the rise of PlayStation. Yeah, Sega got eaten by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Now they're living a uh, living a happy life with one another. And then actually a lot of um of the place or a lot of the Sega um console manufacturers, I guess the designers, the the people that designed and made the console, a lot of them um found jobs at Microsoft and helped the Xbox come out. So um What a fall from grace. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. But it works. It worked out for everybody. Yeah. I think that even though like Nintendo wasn't able to kind of maintain their position at the top of the console wars, I think right now the top of the console wars is probably PlayStation. It is for this for this generation. Yeah, for this generation, I think it's probably PlayStation. Um, just for quality quality of games, quality of hardware for the system itself, the fact that you don't freaking need batteries for the controller, mm-hmm. you know. I can't believe that's not a thing. I, why did Xbox not do that? You know, like it, it's so simple to just mm-hmm. put it anyway. But yeah, you know, th- I think every, every console has found a niche, has found like a home now mm-hmm. um, and an audience that they can kind of play to and still put out quality things that other people will enjoy. Right. And I think PlayStation has become that place of the more blended content of there's a lot of games for younger audiences and more um what's the opposite of a hardcore gamer casual Casual. a lot more casual games but they also have the library of those hardcore games that you can have the multiplayer experience so you have the first party games um yeah. I think PlayStation is the most well-rounded this generation yeah, whereas I agree. Xbox as if if Xbox came out with the changes that they made like if they released the console with the changes that they made whenever I got the Xbox like 2015 I think Xbox would have won the console generation um it was just they had a, such a terrible announcement and that's honestly what killed them like yeah that's yeah. that's really what killed him. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, speaking of consoles, a place where people... Not a place, a time when people like to buy consoles, historically, is Black Friday. Yes. Slash Cyber Week, which we are now coming kind of to the end of. And I say kind of because... Um, this article this article was actually submitted by Jacob... Um, and he he has a lot of a lot of thoughts on it, and we'll get to those in a second. But um, foot traffic for Black Friday um, has dropped for the first time in a very long time. Um, and the article kind of alludes to the the commercials for Black Friday start 
you know, right, like day at, literally the day after Halloween because that's November first. Like Black Friday is not no longer a thing. It's like, it's like all month, you know, and it it really takes away the kind of the the special, the special feelings of Black Friday. And let me let me read what Jacob has to say about it because he has some interesting um, perspective. Um, Jacob says online online shopping um is is very much taking over black friday but not in the way that you would think a lot more people are shopping online and then doing in-store pickup um and jacob said this was his first year black friday shopping which i find hard to believe but i didn't question him on it um and he noticed like how there was good deals everywhere, but he felt like he saw a lot of the same deals throughout the year. Um, and he noticed that stores started their sales earlier, um, but only like big ticket items such as like TVs were placed on sale um, in the, you know, Thursday evening to Friday range. Um, and with Amazon doing things like Prime Day, there's pretty much another Black Friday in the middle of the summer. So, like, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Black Friday dies soon. Like, the marketing is just not. The marketing for it is like. It doesn't necessarily point to Thursday evening slash Friday anymore. I've seen some ads that do, but a lot of it is like sales are starting now or we'll have sales all month or something like that or sales extending into December as well. Like I feel like it's just becoming November is just shopping month pretty much. Okay. If I had if I had a retort mm-hmm. to that, here's what I would say. Okay. In the same way that Google is synonymous to searching for something on the internet, mm-hmm. I feel like Black Friday shopping is synonymous to just something that you do around Thanksgiving. And I feel like that might carry enough. I think I think the fact that it's so inundated mm-hmm. in just in just the holiday, yeah, that that will keep it around. It may shift, it may change, mm-hmm. um, but I think that people will still Black Friday shop because it's what you do after Thanksgiving, right? And it's been that way for a really long time. Um, I do think that. I do think that Black Friday is going to have to find a way to um, it is going to have to find a way to as culture shifts, it has to find a way to reinvent what it looks like and mm-hmm. in, 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 uh, as a culture becomes more and more digital. Yep. But I think that it will still stay around for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even even stores. I think stores are going to have to do do things different. You know, like and do things different on online 
up right or and only they, do only do deals that are sorry i don't mean cut you off no you're good only only do um the good good deals that have in-store pickup like you can have mm-hmm. this deal if you come pick it up in store like if you buy it online you won't have a deal as good it could be something like that yeah i i think i think that's that could be true and i was just going to say stores kind of are shifting in favor of like online purchases because i mean the um online pickup was way up and honestly so i i i wasn't planning on going out on on black friday in fact um when i did when i did go out i thought it would be dead like i thought there would be very few people because i went later in the evening Mm -hmm. it's probably around 8 p.m on friday so like it had been happening you know for well over 24 hours already. And I went I went to Best Buy and not only did they not look sold out of anything like they it looked like they had ample stock but they were also still they were packed still. And um I wanted to get my brother a Christmas present and I can't say what it is cuz I know he listens to the podcast. Um and um I thought about just ordering it <laughs> online right there, like and do in store pickup, and then I ended up um, deciding to get something else for him and w- left the store just because the lines are so long. Even for the the pickups, like in store pickup line was really long too. Um, and I I thought that was crazy. Like it's it's weird because I guess I, I'd like to see the numbers of people who shop on Black Friday and. Because 1% doesn't seem like that much of a drop. Yeah. Um, but maybe that maybe that was just like for certain kinds of stores or whatever, you know? Yeah. It, I've never understood the phenomenon with, with Black Friday mm-hmm. shop, to be completely honest. But, um, again, I mean, we talked about this kind of ingest last week but why would you why would you even get up and go to the store when you can buy stuff online exactly why would you do that you know it just doesn't i mean like it just doesn't make any sense anymore to really... get up and go to best buy when you can just go to best buy's website right and i do like i i, I personally like going to best buy but not on black friday and yeah. I don't know. I don't even know why I went. I just, I guess I, I had gotten home and I had done some work. I posted uh, last week's episode of Weisscast. I, I did some dishes. I got some homework done. Um, and I was like, I don't really have anything to do. And I live kind of close to Best Buy and Target. Might as well go there. And uh, yeah, ended up not getting anything, thankfully. Um, I've I've kind of I've kind of gotten over Black Friday shopping for for myself. Like, um, I was I was able with combination Black Friday slash Cyber Week. I was able to do a lot of my Christmas shopping, which is nice. That is uh, good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, and I think 
I think that's what a lot of Black Friday is for, Christmas yeah. shopping. I know there's a, major, a a a portion of people that get things get get things for themselves. Um, but hey, some people have that kind of money. True. True. Not me. You know, these have kind of been two kind of less exciting topics. Let's move on to the exciting topic of the week. Oh, the one that the one that's going to take some of our time. <laughs> so we have we have championship week this week for college football. What, what? We have championship week for college football. We had a rivalry week last week, which saw um, a huge, a huge upset last week. Yes, in the Iron Bowl. Hmm. Um, controversial ending which actually is just nick saban being out coached and he just doesn't like the cut he got um <laughs> that's that's every alabama controversial ending yeah there actually there are actually a few things that um so this is mostly about rivalry week for those of you who don't know aaron is a huge ohio state fan i'm a huge michigan fan mm-hmm. so i almost debated just not even coming on the podcast today because i'm still frustrated and i'm frustrated because of just what i saw from michigan ohio state fantastic team fantastic team with that being said i really hope that they don't win the national championship this season but but i think that they i'm just gonna go ahead and say this right now you can agree with me disagree with me i think ohio state is the best team out of the four right now I agree. I think they're the best team out of the four right now. Um, I think LSU is going to struggle with Georgia a little bit more than people give them credit for. Um, I think this is probably Georgia's one real good chance to really like cement themselves in. Um, they have a real good shot against LSU. They really do. It'll be a really good game. Um, will will they be good enough to beat LSU? Well, yeah, they're good enough to beat LSU, but will they beat LSU? I don't know. Probably not. They t- they tend to kind of fall away in games that really matter. Um, mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with talent. I think it's just a I think it's just a a thing that's inundated in Georgia football culture, honestly. And I think it's just something that they're going to have to once they finally overcome that hurdle. I think that they will be able to take those next steps. But maybe maybe that step will be taken tomorrow. Yeah, maybe that step will be taken tomorrow. I don't know if you saw this um, stat for Georgia. Um, actually, just for the SEC championship in general, since 2000, every SEC championship game, the defense was favored in the game. Like, the team with the better defense was favored, and this is the first year where the defense is not favored. Wow. Yeah. Georgia has a way better defense Yes. Um, than LSU. And I, as far as my thoughts for the game, I, I've talked to this ad nauseum with a lot of different people um, just because I feel like college football is pretty accessible to talk about. Um, Georgia, ha- like you're saying, they have the tools to slow down LSU. It's if they can finish. That's the question. Can they... Can they land the killing blow? Yeah. Uh, 
And that's been the issue in the past mm-hmm. of SEC championship games with Georgia. Georgia has never the, – the question has never been, are Georgia talented enough to beat Alabama? The question has always been – the, the answer has always been yes. The issue with Georgia has been finishing out the game. They, they have gone up big. They've gone up big and gone into halftime with good leads against, against Alabama, and then they just get out – played, outfought, and outcoached in the, in the entirety of the second half. Mm-hmm. And, and if you do that, and if you do that in football, you will lose every mm-hmm. time. So hopefully, if if they end up in a similar situation tomorrow, that Kirby Smart will have learned from his last couple of experiences. Right. And will be able to see the game through and get them into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um we can talk about the overall playoff picture after the rest of the championship games. Yeah. Um, let's, let's move on to, to Clemson, Virginia. This one is by far the weakest power yeah. five championship game. Yeah. Uh, Clemson's going to win that game. I yeah. Mean, the ACC is as weak as I've ever seen it. They're they're Clemson's the only ranked team in the ACC. Um, I've, I think Virginia at one point was ranked this year. They were at one point. Um, but most of the other teams have not been ranked at all. Um, this really doesn't make Clemson's strength of schedule look great. No. Um, however, you know, if they beat Virginia by 45, they're like, they're fine, uh, I think. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who Clemson gets pitted against. In... So Virginia is actually ranked twenty three right now. Oh, okay. They're actually ranked twenty three right now, but okay, decent record too, nine and three. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think they have a shot, but no, no, they don't. But <laughs> Clemson's not clicking on all cylinders, though. We we, I think that there's some weakness, and I'd be interested to see that in the first round of or. or the semifinal. I'd be interested to see who they play in the semifinal and see um, what their weakness is yeah. as their first real test of the year. Yeah. Um, oh, great. Another Ohio State Wisconsin Big Ten championship. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was really pulling for Minnesota, man. I wanted Minnesota <laughs> to get there so bad. That would have been awesome to see Minnesota get. They had a really good year. They did, but then they got waxed by Wisconsin. They did. <laughs> uh, the thing about Wisconsin is they were firing on all cylinders at the beginning of the year. Mm. And so, like, when Michigan played Wisconsin, they played them when, when Wisconsin was, like, at their height. They were at their peak. Right. And then they have since kind of tailed off a little bit. Um, I'm not... I'm not interested in this. I'm not interested in in this game at all. But I think it will be. I think it will be tough. I think it will be a tough game. I think it will be like. I think it will be a bit of a fight. But I just don't think that Wisconsin has the ability. to yeah. with Ohio State for it's for it's hard to beat a team twice in a season. It is. It'll be uh-huh. a, it'll be a dog fight. And Wisconsin's yeah. a good team. Wisconsin is a good team. Uh, I don't want to. Um. I don't want to overshadow that fact. I think they're they've been consistently a really good team. I mean, they've made it into the championship, the Big Ten championship, multiple years in a row. Um, but 
I'm just tired of seeing this match. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to see Minnesota, but um, if you guys would have just rolled over for Michigan, that'd been sweet. We did in the first ten minutes. We rolled over. Yeah, I know. And then Ohio State was like, huh? and then and then after that, Ohio State was like, huh? Michigan's defensive line is actually really mediocre. So <laughs> the quarterback had 18 years to throw. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it was just six yard pass, four yard pass, just wearing them out. So like by the so by the later half latter half of the game, it was just how many can we how many can we put up on them? And then J.K. Dobbins just ran everywhere. Yeah, he did. It was it was awful. It was awful. It was I fully, awesome. I fully expect Ohio State to win this game. But if they don't, I, I, you will hear me screaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the question, though. Well, I, like I said, we'll get we'll get to Final Four scenarios after we're done with the rest of these. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma-Baylor, this is probably... It's going to be a good game. I think it's the best matchup of the entire... Yeah. Like, objectively speaking. Like, I, I like Ohio State... I mean, Ohio State's my favorite team, um, but Oklahoma Baylor is going to be a really good game. Yeah, I think it's I think it's seven versus six. <clears throat> yes, yeah. mm-hmm. Oklahoma six, Baylor seven. Man, it's going to be good. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, both have high-powered offenses. Uh, classic Big Twelve. There's going to be no defense in the game whatsoever. Um, <laughs> uh, I I think. Jalen Hurts will really shine for Oklahoma. Um, I don't really know any Baylor players, but I know that they've been playing well. Yeah. And then finally, the last Power Five is Utah, Oregon. And right now... Utah has an outside shot to get in. They do. Um, Utah is number five. Oregon, I believe, is 13 or something along those lines. Um, And... Now we can start kind of start talking about the the semifinal, the final four, whatever you want to call it. Um, if Louisiana, or Louisiana, <laughs> lol, LSU beats Georgia, then Utah Georgia. gets in, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. Do they get in if Utah wins and Is LSU? There- is their schedule is there is their strength of schedule better than say in Oklahoma's? Would they get leapfrogged? Would that's, Oklahoma, would Oklahoma go from six to four? That's the real question. Yeah, um, I think if Utah wins at five and Georgia loses, mm-hmm. naturally Utah should slide into that spot. Right. But I think a conversation is there to be had, for sure. Yeah, and I honestly, I don't think Clemson's a lock because of strength of schedule. They may drop to four. Right. Um, the only teams, the only team that kind of is a lock, no matter what, like if they win, is Ohio State. Well, Ohio State and LSU. I should, yeah, sorry. neither neither of those sides will will fall out mm-hmm. will fall out of the playoff picture. 
Right. They the the numbers might change, but they're not going to drop out of the top four. Yeah. Unless one of them happens to lose. Actually, LSU, I don't think will drop out even if they lose. No. Um, that's the that's the only possible way that Georgia and LSU both get in. Yeah, Georgia has to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Utah will. I think it'll be pretty straightforward. I feel like, I feel like. So I feel I feel like Utah would slide into that position. Say uh-huh. if Georgia if Georgia loses, but I think for, for ratings, mm-hmm. it would be better to put Oklahoma in. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what they take into account is ratings, um, TV ratings, not. I mean, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I know. At halftime in the national title game a couple years ago. I know the story Des- writes itself. Decides to leave <laughs> Alabama. Goes to Oklahoma and then takes Oklahoma to the playoffs the year that Alabama falls out of the playoffs because they lost the quarterback that usurped him a few games before the season was over. Yep, and couldn't recover. That I mean, yeah, the the headlines write themselves. Is it's there? It's there, and honestly, that's why I see Oklahoma. I, th- I think you're right. I think Oklahoma leapfrogs them. Well, um, what, a, what a sham if you're Utah. I mean, I know. Well, the same thing (laughs) happened to TCU a few years ago. It did. It did. So so it's not like it doesn't happen. Um, Yeah, this will be. This is going to be an interesting weekend for the college football playoff and for bowl selection. Um, I. A lot of people think that Alabama's out of a New Year's Six bowl, um, which is interesting because obviously to. Two of those games are um, the play the playoff, the final yeah. or semifinal, and then the other four games um, are to be determined. Um, but yeah, there's there's people that think Alabama doesn't even have a New Year's Six bowl. That would be insane. Yeah, I think Alabama should play Penn State, but yeah, whatever. I think I feel like Auburn's going to play Wisconsin or something like that. Uh-huh. I feel like Auburn might play Michigan this year. Interesting. That would be I'd a good t- matchup. I would take that. I would take another L. <laughs> 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 I would take another L. It's fine. <laughs> Dude, this is just how I am. I, mm-hmm. We we don't get nice things. <laughs> I'll take another L. It's fine. <laughs> It'd be a fun game, though. It would be a fun game. I'll probably turn it off halfway through, like I'll yeah. do both Michigan games. But, <laughs> but it's yeah. All right. So I have I have to say something about the Ohio State Michigan game uh, last week. Oh. So it got to a point when we were up by enough. Um, I hate my life. I literally decided to take a nap. I was like, <laughs> oh, Ohio State's got it. And then I fell asleep, and then I woke up in the fourth quarter. And I was like, "See, told you." <laughs> yeah, Michigan scored sixteen and twenty-six <clears throat> points in the first fucking quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh uh, man, you couldn't have taken the smile off my face after the first quarter. I was like, "We're in this, dude." <laughs> nope. <laughs> Can't have nice things. Here's no. another question. Uh-huh. What do you think about the Saban situation at, uh, at at Alabama? 
What's the Saban situation? Enlighten me. Well, I wonder. Last time something like this happened to Saban, he just like roll bounced. He's like, I'll see y'all later. Oh, at LSU? Yeah. He was like, uh, I'm out. <laughs> like, we're not, we're, not do, like, we're not doing as good as I thought we would. I'm out. I don't, I'm not saying I think he'll, he'll walk away mm-hmm. from Alabama. But um, it's, it's clear to see that their team on a whole is not as strong as it used to be. Right. So it's one thing to lose to LSU. I think LSU is just genuinely a better team than Alabama. But they're not – Auburn's not better than them. <laughs> they shouldn't have been beaten the Iron Bowl. Right. And defensively, like Saban is known for having incredible defensive teams. Not this year. Mm-hmm. And I think and, – and, and it was finally – it was one of those things. People have been crying out for this. People have been crying out for this. And I know that college football team schedules are made years in advance. Mm-hmm. But people have been saying, like, punish teams – who cakewalk their way through their season and put all of their eggs in the basket of the big games, mm-hmm. they, which is what Alabama has done over mm-hmm. several years. And it, and it came back to bite them this year. Yep. Like before they had an opportunity to play LSU, they, they dropped off of the number one spot. And then they lost. Yep. And then they lost again. And so, and so it's, one of those, it's one of those things where it's just like, does that will something like this kind of change the picture of how teams schedule with the the way they're going about college football rank the playoff rankings now will will that change the way that teams schedule their their games and could that kind of like make things a bit more difficult for a program like Alabama that's been so dominant in college football I, I think there has been a definite um, scheduling problem. Um, I hope I hope it changes things. I would like to see, you know, everyone play at least three or four tough teams um, a season. Like yeah. I mean, and that just means having to schedule more out of conference play. Um, I think, but also I think specifically for that to happen in the SEC. Um, I think I I also think that there's like a power balance issue in the SEC, whereas like most of the really tough teams are all in the West. Yeah, the so, West is insane. Yeah, so um, Alabama, LSU, Auburn is a comfortable number three, um, and then Texas A&M throw them in there. Yeah. Um, they're always competitive except for against LSU last week where they didn't show up. Um, I think there needs to be kind of a, a, a more balance. I think if you swapped Missouri and Auburn for like put Auburn in the East with Georgia, that would kind of bring a more balance of power. Um, I think, uh, as far as like adding more out of conference games, I guess whenever you schedule them, you're not you're not guaranteed that they're going to be good because, like you do, as you said, they're years in advance. So, like, um, 
But you should take more risk if you're a program to build your strength of schedule to have a better opportunity. Exactly. That's what well, else come the end of the season. Yeah, and so like Georgia scheduled a game with Ohio State for 2030. Okay. Now, if history's on Ohio State's side, they'll still be pretty good there. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they'll still be they'll be a top 25 team in 2030. Um I mean, hopefully Georgia will be too. Like, hopefully that'll be. That's probably going to be a neutral site game too, all things considered. Probably. Um, Why Georgia would go all the way to the shoe just to get whopped. Well, they actually they scheduled one for 2030 and one for 2031, so that makes me think that it won't be neutral site. Oh, it'll be neutral site. So they might go to Ohio State and then Ohio State come to Athens. mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, they did the same thing for Notre Dame. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Seeing, I don't know why they're scheduled so far in advance. Um, it honestly should only be a couple seasons out, I think. I uh, guess it's to it's to prevent teams from like front loading their schedule, just being like, "What's the top twenty five? We're going to play you, 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 and then uh-huh. we have to play these games, right?" And so yeah. like, then like we're, we have to play these games in this order, but like mm-hmm. for for the slots that we can choose. Uh, let's just play this team. Let's play this team, and like just try to build build up their own rapport. Mm-hmm. So here's another. So here's another thing too about. I have many friends who <laughs> love Alabama, right? And look, commiserations to the fact that your team will not be in the playoffs this year. It's unfortunate, right? It's unfortunate. Um, losing Tua to that horrible injury. You don't want to wish that on anybody. You know, you want him to recover and then to come back and to still be a strong player and play well for you, you know, when he comes back. Um, and, but the interesting thing is, <laughs> I saw on Twitter, so many of my friends who are also Georgia fans kind of like giving a bit of banter to the Alabama fans because they got beat by Auburn. And, the Alabama fans didn't take to it too well. They want to say things like, well, I'm, I'm totally fine with Alabama losing to Auburn, but, and then they kind of want to give it back. They kind of want to give it back to, to Georgia. And mm-hmm. it's just one of the things which is like, look, okay, if you, like Georgia and Alabama are SEC rivals. Yeah. They're SEC rivals. Like they, they play against each other quite often now. And while Alabama has always had, They've gotten one over on Georgia each time. Uh, Georgia's going to revel in the fact that Alabama is not a hurdle for them this year. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not saying that LSU won't be tough, but I mean, there's, there's something built up there between, between Georgia and Alabama. And I think it's interesting how the Alabama fans will say on one hand, well, I'm fine with us losing, but on the other hand, I'm not fine with fans of other teams giving us, giving us a bunch of crap because we lost. But that's all part of the game. It's, it's the all game. part of, it's all part of the game. So like I again, like, look, you have to accept the banter from fans when you lose games. Mm-hmm. Fans fans of teams that are your rivals are going to give you crap for it. And you just need to take it on the chin. Mm-hmm. That, that that's that's part of the territory of being a fan of the team. And if you don't like it, stop being an Alabama fan. One of my one of my favorite things is like Auburn beat Alabama, 
Georgia beat Auburn. Hey, wait, Georgia beat Alabama. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, 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 really, it's so great. <laughs> I've heard that from a lot of Georgia fans. It's like, Georgia yeah. finally beat Alabama. Georgia Alabama. <laughs> like, Georgia beat Auburn. Well, Georgia beats Auburn all the time. Right. So it's not, yeah. But, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, Alabama fans, look, Nick Saban's a wonderful coach, and I know that Alabama fans take a lot of pride in what he's done with that program. Um, but, like, the guy got outcoached, <laughs> especially yeah. in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, guy got you outcoached. Know, on the flip side of that, people need to have more trust in their coach when when things are going not great. Like, mm. people will turn on a coach real quick. Um, coach's fault, yeah. It's always coach's fault. Auburn as a organization, not an organization, their fans do that all the time. I always see down with Gus, whatever. But Gus just locked himself in at least another year because yeah, because he just beat Alabama. They didn't have an amazing season or anything, but he bought himself time by g- getting that big win. Um, Auburn fans don't even remember that they lost to Georgia. Now they don't remember the rest of the season. They just know that they beat Alabama and Gus Ma- under Gus, Gus Malzahn's leadership, and he just bought himself another year to put into Bo Nix, like help him become a better quarterback, learn the system better. And I think Auburn's going to come out swinging next year. They're honestly, gonna, they're going to be real good next year. Yeah, they they come out, they, they play. I mean, they they had a they had a a good season. This they year. did. They did. They had a good season. Like. There was nothing, you know. There was nothing about Auburn season that was bad at all. They have, they have a good team. They have a good. Mm-hmm. They had a good season. They could be even better. Could be even better next year. And and again, like the thing that people have to remember is that that sports in general are very reactionary. So mm-hmm. like, if your team loses a game, naturally you're gonna you're gonna be upset. And if your team loses two games in a row, you're gonna be even more upset. If your team loses three games in a row, you know. And I think that's kind of what happened with. Um, with Rick at, at Georgia, you know, I think that Georgia fans had expectations that I think the program couldn't meet at the time. And, you know, under Rick, I think one of the best teams that they had, um, well, they had no Sean Moreno and Matthew Stafford together. That's one of the best teams that Georgia had under Rick, but you know, Tebow was playing around that time too. And so and so sometimes so sometimes it's like the the chips don't quite fall for you all the way. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you play and I and I will never understand why like Georgia has a great they have a great team, they have a great program, they're good every year. Um it's clear to see that the South Carolina game was a fluke. Right. Is it is a fluke? Georgia just weren't on it. They they deserve where they are, right? Is mm-hmm. um, it was a bit of a fluke, and those happen. But but I just I just think that I think Georgia I think fa- people who are fans of Georgia football have to realize that if you are going to go to the playoffs. As an SEC team, you need to win the SEC championship. Yeah. And like you said earlier, the West is incredibly tough. Mm-hmm. 
Like if you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to get through Alabama, or you're gonna have to get through LSU mm-hmm. every year just to get in as Georgia, just to ensure that you're gonna that you can get in because you because of those two teams, especially if Alabama are gonna be as good as they are, and then you have a team like Ohio State as good as they are, that leaves you less margin of error as Georgia. And if you have to make sure that you beat one of the best teams in the country every single year, there's going to be high chances that you don't that you don't make it, right? And so I think that Georgia fans just have to kind of temp, like temper their expectations a little bit because you have to understand what you're going against every single season just to get into the playoffs, not even to have an opportunity to win the national championship, but just to get in. Right. So it's tough. It's tough out there. Tough out there in those streets. I would like to know what it's like to have a team get in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, you know, honestly, I have I have theories about Ryan Day. Um, yeah. I, I I'm kind of afraid that Ryan Day is just another Gene Chizik. Um. It hasn't been proven yet, but I mean, he's kind of just riding off uh, Urban Meyer recruits right now. So, um, well, it, it remains to be seen. Um, I I like Ryan Day. I think he's pretty good at developing quarterbacks. Um, Justin Fields. Um, I yeah, that dude's good. Which. Of course, Justin Fields came to Ohio State under Ryan Day, which not hit not an Urban Meyer thing, but a lot of the, the team is Urban Meyer's recruits. Um, I don't I don't know exactly. I mean, I know Ryan Day had a lot to do with recruiting or had had stuff to do with recruiting. I don't know exactly. They didn't this the the players didn't come to play for Ryan Day. They came to play for Urban Meyer. <coughs> so. Well, I guess this year's the the tell. If like Ryan Day continues to make a name for himself, will recruits come more and stay? Will Ohio State stay a power like it is? Because that's, I mean, really, if there's a drop off, that's when Michigan can. No, 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 no. Here, I got, I got. Here's your scenario: Ryan Day does really well for Ohio State, right? Wins the wins the national championship the next three years in a row. Okay. Urban Meyer says, "Give me my job back." Ryan Day's like, "I, right. Michigan fire Harbaugh, Michigan get Ryan Day." <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. I just want I want to be happy. <laughs> I want to be happy. All right. Don't we all? Um, I can't because even when even when we play top ten teams in bowl games under Harbaugh, we lose like sixty percent of them. I don't get it. <laughs> so, like, I don't know who we're gonna play this year. Hope it's not a top ten team. <laughs> if it is, we ain't winning. <laughs> Last year, played Florida. Never lost Florida in the bowl game. Lost Florida. Florida in the top ten. They were, they were like nine. Yeah. 
it's just stupid. <laughs> I don't like. I don't think Harbaugh's a bad coach no. at all. I just think that it's just a tough. It's just tough out there. It's similar to Georgia situation. It's tough out there. Got to so, play Ohio State every year. Yep. <laughs> and Penn State. Yeah, and Penn State. And Penn State are up and down. Yeah. Like they weren't nearly as good last year as they are this year. But. Right. Um. So we agree that the top four is probably going to be in whatever order, Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and very likely Utah, but we wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma leapfrogs them. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think the top four, like, obviously we don't know what the results of the games are yet Uh because they haven't played, but I think my top four is going to be, is going to be Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, LSU. I think Georgia's going to win. Whoa. Bold predictions here on Weisscast. I guess we'll see. I think LSU would drop to four. Georgia goes. And Georgia, I think LSU drops to four. Georgia, Georgia goes to three. Clemson goes to two. Ohio State stays. Ohio State goes to one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. I, just, I want Georgia to get in. No, I I, I want them, I want them to get in mm-hmm. just so they can be like we finally made it to the dance and get freaking bopped. <laughs> just get bopped by Clemson. <laughs> they whatever, they're used to it. It's not like they haven't been beat by Clemson before. So there, there. um do you have a uh, movie for me to guess? I do have a movie for you to guess. Are you are you ready? <laughs> do I look ready? I think I think you look ready. All right. Uh, was this movie released before January tenth? I mean January first, twenty ten. Whoops. <laughs> no. Oy. Oh, so it's a 2010s movie. Yeah. Um, was this movie released before January 1st, 2015? No. Okay. So last four, almost five years. Yeah. Is this a live action film? It is. Uh, is this movie... Did this movie do well? In did this movie do well? Like, is it popular? Like, no, no, no. Comedy? No. Action? Yes. Um. Uh. Is this movie part of a cinematic universe? No. Was it supposed to be? No. <laughs> it's not the mummy. Um, it's not the mummy, no. <laughs> Did the mummy get a remake? Yeah, with Tom Cruise a few years ago. It was awful, apparently. Oh, oh God. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this movie part of a series? No. All right, so a one-off action movie. 
uh, does this movie uh, have a male protagonist? I mean, yes. Yeah, like, yes. It, it does have a male protagonist, yes. Is the male protagonist in a secondary role? No. Are the protagonists human? Yes. Okay. Um, is the director well-known? Like, made two or more recognizable movies? I'm going to say no. Okay. That's 13. Um, does this movie... <laughs> He's definitely not well known. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, oh, gosh. Is this movie... Um... Does this movie have a uh, like a, a romantic subplot? No. I'm gonna give you a super good hint here. So, does this movie? Um, is the movie's protagonist white? Yeah. Okay. Proceed. The movie. Does not it? I wouldn't think too hard on the single protagonist angle. Okay, so it has multiple protagonists. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Um, the action movie well known is the movie well known? Have I already asked that? Um, I don't think I have. Yeah. The movie's well known. And it didn't do well. We've already no. established that. No. The uh, movie's well known, but not for its but not for the, the movie's merits itself, but it is well known. Interesting. It like stands on the shoulders of something else that gave it notoriety. Huh. That is an interesting hint. Um, is the main actor in the movie known for action? I would say no. Okay. 17, I have... Um, uh, 
Uh, shoot. I I believe in you, man. The whole not part of a series or anything is really throwing me off. And multiple protagonists. I don't. Um, is this movie The Power Rangers? You got it. <laughs> Let's freaking go. You got it. Let's go. Released March 24th, 2017. Standing on the shoulders of the 1993 series coined by Haim Saban and Shuki Levy. About five teenagers with attitude fighting, in, wearing spandex, fighting rubber-suited monsters. There you go. There you go. It did not. It did not do well. It 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 supposedly had a budget of about a hundred million, mm-hmm. and just in the United States alone, it made eighty five. Mm-hmm. So it was it was kind of around that kick where films were kind of trying to bank on nostalgia, which is still going on. Right, it's still going on, especially if you look at anything Disney's doing right now, banking on nostalgia, and nostalgia does sell. It it actually was so ill received that originally, if you were to watch the movie, at the end of it, there is a clear hint that they were planning on doing a sequel, mm-hmm. where they added the the Green Ranger into it. But it was so ill-received that they are considering scrapping the entire thing, pretending that it didn't even exist, and redoing the movie. Redoing the movie. The movie actually had um, Brian Cranston mm-hmm. is in it. Elizabeth Banks plays the main antagonist. Yeah. And um, Bill Hader had Bill Hader has a motion cap performance in the film. Huh. Yeah. actually haven't seen the movie. I've seen it. I was entertained when I first saw it, but it wasn't that good. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. This director is not known. No, he's done he's done like one movie and two TV shows, I think. Mm-hmm. And one TV show he's currently doing. I think it's Are You Afraid of the Dark or something like that, the reboot of that. Yeah. That no one asked for. <laughs> even even the even the uh, the actors and actresses in in the film itself, outside of like Bill Hader, Elizabeth Banks, and Brian Cranston, aren't well known. That was Naomi Scott's first big movie role before she played <laughs> Jasmine. Yep, sure was. Well, folks, I I, I should have been I should have been more cutthroat with my hint, but you know. I'm on a couple different. I'm, I'm on a. I'm on a two week streak, folks. Um, Whatever I gave you this week, you kind of <laughs> did. Um, but 
that that's on you. So okay, okay. all right, all right. <laughs> you better hope I don't get it next week because you're never getting another one. <laughs> Folks, that's all we have for today. You can find me at the Weiss's Right on Instagram and Twitter. Also find Weisscast on Instagram at Weisscast. Uh, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Weisscast. Um, in case you don't know, our episodes go up early on there. Um, the video, um, it's the completely raw, uncut, the the real stuff, the real stuff that you guys crave. Um <laughs> Uh, where else are we? Uh, you can email us at feedback at wisecast.com. I actually haven't checked that email in like two weeks. Um, but I will check it right after this airing. Um, Bryant, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Bryant Stinson. And you can find me on Instagram at BKStinson08. That's really all we have for you this week, folks. Um, Going with the theme of of the movie, I found a trap remix of the Power Rangers theme by Say My Name. And that's fitting because Ryan Cranston's in the movie. And he's Heisenberg. And he says, Say My Name. Kind of like that. So Love Ryan Cranston. Good old Ryan Cranston. Folks, We are out. We will see you next week. And that is all I can say. Later. So am I. Power Rangers!